Welcome to Grace Hour. You are listening to a word from the ministry of Pastor Elvis Ajiman. Today's message. I am touching on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And last week I began with how to receive the Holy Spirit and to entertain his ministry and to make sure that he's always working in our midst. And I touched on the spirit of faith, that by faith in Christ Jesus we receive the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to touch on the second thing that we need to experience the Holy Spirit and to have him come among us and to have him perform in our lives. I will repeat this again. I beg you, in this year, if there is anything I would advise you to be doing is to have your heart connected to the word of God as it comes. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit functions through the word. The Holy Spirit does not function in vacuum. He functions through the word. And the Bible says that whilst Jesus was teaching the power of God, the Holy Spirit was present to heal. So whilst the words were coming out of his mouth, the Holy Ghost was holding on to the word and performing in the lives of people. The Bible says, and when Peter was speaking to Cornelius and his house, the Holy Spirit came upon them. He waited for Peter to start speaking. And as the people received the word, the Holy Ghost moved. The Bible says that God created the earth and the heavens and the earth was without void and thick darkness covered the whole surface of the waters and the Bible says the spirit of the Lord moved upon the waters and he moved until God said let there be light and he started working. So one of the things that are going to happen in this year is that whilst I minister the Holy Ghost will be moving among you. Hallelujah. And he will be performing great signs and wonders. This year, we are going to go in the liberty of the spirit. Whilst I'm preaching, if you know the Holy Ghost has put words in your mouth and he's ushering you and embedding you to pray, just begin to pray. Hallelujah. When he's telling you to sing, just begin to sing. When he's telling you to clap, just begin to clap because as the word is coming, the Holy Ghost will be ministering. Hallelujah. Don't wait for a special time of ministration. <laughs> Don't wait for it. Don't say, oh, there will be impartation night. There will be that. When it comes to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, he operates more through the word. Somebody say, through the word. When you want to see when the Holy Ghost moves, it's when a message, a word is coming because he always holds on to a word to perform. Where there is no word, he doesn't perform. So the moment in every service that the Holy Ghost will be moving the most is when the word is coming. Be ready for it. Hallelujah. I'm going to touch on the Holy Spirit and the unity of the brethren. The Holy Spirit and the unity of the brethren. The Holy Spirit and the unity of the brethren. Ephesians chapter 4 verse number 2. Endeavoring in the unity of the spirit and in a bond of peace. There is something called the unity of the spirit. Wherever there is no unity, the spirit of God cannot function. Never forget this statement. It might be very simple, but if you don't pay attention to it, you will miss a great move of the spirit. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 and 3. With all loneliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep, somebody said to keep, the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. It means that there is one body and one spirit. That is the verse 4. It means that there is, there is the unity of the spirit. There is a place in the spirit where the Holy Ghost moves the brethren and the church to a place of peace and unity. The Bible says Jesus told the disciples that after I ascend, tarry in Jerusalem, wait in Jerusalem until you are baptized with power from on high. Wait in Jerusalem. Hear me very well. The disciples were almost, all of them were Galileans. 
And even when Jesus died, it just within the three days of his death, from his death to his resurrection, the Bible says that they returned to Galilee. Jesus told Mary, let them meet me in Galilee. So Jerusalem was not a place for the disciples. They had no stay there. They had no permanent home there. So Jerusalem was not a place they wanted to stay because they have raised their families in Galilee. And the Bible makes us to understand that Jesus is living and he tells them that don't move from Jerusalem because something must come upon you. The Holy Ghost must come. The Holy Spirit must come. But he will come only when all of you are gathered in Jerusalem at one place. And the Bible says that they listened to the voice of Jesus and gathered in the upper room. And we believe that when Jesus was going to take the last Passover supper with them the Bible said he sent them to a good master's house and he asked them that give me the upper room and let me dine there for the last night before I die so when Jesus told them that go and wait in Jerusalem they decided to go and wait in the upper room where the Passover took place that's what I believe they did hallelujah and they were there for the first day the second day the third day together the condition was that everybody must be in Jerusalem. If you really want to experience the spirit that is about to be released, everybody must be in Jerusalem. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 that they were in one accord at one place and the spirit of the Lord was released as a mighty Russian wind and it filled on them and all of them received the tongue of fire. Am I here with somebody at all? Why was this necessary for the Holy Ghost to come only when they were gathered at one place? He could have visited everybody in his home. He could have gone to Peter's home, gone to John's home, gone to James' home. But the Bible said, Jesus said, wait and tarry together at one place. And the Bible says that when they tarried and began to pray on the tenth day, the Holy Ghost was released. Why? Because David had already prophesied it ahead of time that it is good and pleasant that brethren dwell together in unity. For it is like the oil that moves from the beard. Are you hearing me somebody? It's like the anointing oil that moves from the beard of Aaron through his garment and it is like the deal of Hammon and the deal on the mountains of Zion where the Lord commands his blessing. It means that the spirit of unity can be compared to the oil that was used to ordain Aaron as a priest. Am I talking to somebody at all? And he's saying that unity can command the same anointing that was put on Aaron and it can also command the same blessing that is released on Mount Hermon and the mountains of Zion. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord can function only when there is peace and unity. So Jesus said that all of you should be in one mind and one place because the one who is to come cannot handle separation, cannot handle division, cannot handle when you come and there is fighting and murmuring and there is there is all kinds of alongahes and there is all kinds of confusion. He says that tarry at one place. This year as we gather always Friday night and Sunday mornings and Sunday night, there is only one thing I see. There 
there is going to be a release from heaven a release from above there is one thing I hear in the spirit that anytime there is unity and oneness of mind there is going to be an unusual outpouring of the spirit there is something we are desiring for there is something we are looking for there is something we are testing for and the Lord is saying that it's going to come when there is unity in the brethren when I can call you a brother you can call me a brother when I can call you a sister and genuinely you can also call me a sister and then the Holy Ghost will say now I can come for where two or three are gathered in my name there I am I pray for this church may we receive the spirit of unity may we receive the spirit of oneness may we receive the spirit of togetherness in the name of the Lord Jesus on the other day in John chapter 17 verse 11 the Bible said and Jesus prayed and told the father as we are one so make them one as we are one in other words the bond that must be between me and Pastor Jeff must be the same bond that is between Jesus and the father as we are one make them one as we are one so should they be I pray for this church in the spirit of division in the spirit of confusion in the spirit of separation that wants to deny us of that anointing of the spirit and the empowerment of the Holy Ghost and the favoring of the anointing of grace I declare that let that spirit be arrested in the name of the Lord Jesus and I prophesy we shall be of one mind we shall be of one accord we shall be at one place at one level there shall not be greater and there shall not be least we shall all be one in Christ Jesus there shall not be male there shall not be female for we shall all be one in Christ Jesus and there the Lord will command the blessing he said that when there's unity it is good and it is like the dew on Mount Zion and there and there there is a place in the supernatural called the there and that place is called unity when we reach there God will command the blessing I pray for this church may we receive the grace of God may we receive the grace of God to be one at all sides to be one in our endeavors to be one in our doings to be one in our coming clap your hands and shout we receive the spirit my God my God we receive the spirit of togetherness we receive the spirit of togetherness hear me division will cost us the Holy Ghost the reason why we must rise above this one has done that and this one has said that is because our receiving of the Holy Ghost is at stake be in one accord at one place and then the Holy Spirit will come and on the first day when they started praying some of them were praying their own prayers second day the unity began third day the unity continued fifth day the unity continued until on the tenth day the unity was established and then the Holy Ghost appeared I pray this year the factor and the element in the spirit to draw the presence of the Holy Spirit is unity may we receive the oneness of heart in the name of the Lord Jesus the Bible said in Genesis chapter 11 verse 1 and the people of the earth said we will build to touch the heavens and the Bible said they were of one mind and of one voice one mind and one voice and they started to build the tower and the Bible said that one day 
God stood there and said, let us go down and confuse them. Let us go down and confound them. For these people are one. And whatever they are set to do, they will achieve it. Listen. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Sinai, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burned them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto the heaven. And let us make a name, let us, let, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. These were people who didn't even have the Holy Ghost. They didn't want to scatter. They wanted to come together in one building, one building. Let us build a tall tower and all of us will be in one building. I pray that this same spirit will come upon us as a church. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let us all be in one building and let the Lord, verse 15, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men build it. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. Somebody say, it's one. And they have all one language. This year we will speak one language. I said we will speak one language. And this they begin to do. Now, nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. It means that with that bond of unity, not even me, God can stop them. Go to let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from tents upon the face of the earth and they left off to build the city. When God changed their language, the project ended. Grace Mountain is going nowhere if our language is not the same. Grace Mountain is going nowhere if we are not thinking the same. We will just be talking about we will be great until our language can be one. Am I here with the church at all? Until our voice can be one. Do you know why when the Holy Ghost came upon them, he brought them a language? Because it is out of a language and people can be built and a city can be built and a nation can be built. And God said, let me confuse them with their language. Because if they speak one language, nobody can stop them. My cry for this church, may we think in one accord and may we speak one language. May we think in one accord and may we speak in one language. Clap your hands and shout, we receive the grace. My heart beats as a pastor is for us to get to a point where no one is bigger than the other. But we come into the assembly of the saints and we don't have a higher degree saint and we don't have a lower degree saint but we are all one in Christ Jesus and genuinely from your heart you see me as a brother and I see you as a brother and you see me as a sister and I see you. There is a call to unity. There is a call to oneness. This oneness has nothing to do with one person. It is Jesus bringing many people together and making us one body. Some are eyes, some are ears, some are hands, some are legs. But the legs understand that I need the hand. The hand understands that I need the eyes. The eyes understands that I need the tongue. Without the tongue, I cannot hear. And without the ear, I cannot hear to stop. Oneness of the church. And there the Lord commands. 
There are some blessings that are hanging on the head of Grace Mountain until we can speak one language and think in one mind. Until we can feel the burden of each other and feel the pain of each other and feel the suffering of each other. And when somebody is going through disgrace, we can come together and say, let's put our brother out. I'm talking about oneness. I'm talking about oneness. May we receive that grace. May we receive that grace. It is by togetherness and the unity of the brethren that the Holy Spirit came. And he came also for one purpose, to bring us and keep us in unity. If you want to know one of the most powerful ministries of the Holy Spirit, it is to keep us and bring us to the place where we will be one. And you will not a Jew nor a Gentile. You will not know. Do you know why I don't ask people's tribes in this church? I'm not interested. I don't know the number of accounts in this church. I don't know the number of hours in this church. I don't want to know. We are one. I, I don't want to know. We, we are one. We cannot be separated. We are one. We are one. I don't know the one who buys food for me. The one who cleans the office. I don't want to know where he's coming from. I don't care. I don't care. The one who checks the money. I don't care. I don't want to know where he's coming from. Because there is a call to unity in the body of Christ. And that call is sounding every minute of the day because you know what the rapture can only be possible when the church come to the place of oneness until the church come to a place of oneness rapture is not possible the bible said that unto some he gave pastors some he gave apostles some he gave evangelists prophets that they may train until the church reaches the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God. We are being worked on to the place of unity. The place of oneness. If you read First Thessalonians chapter number 4 verse 16. The Bible said that the Lord Jesus would descend with the voice of a trumpet and with an archangel. And the Bible said that they that are dead will rise first. And we that are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Together. To meet him in the air. Together shall be caught up together. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 1. The Bible said that I beseech you concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus for how we shall be caught up together to meet him. There is a place of togetherness. Hosea chapter 6. The Bible says that he has, he has smitten us. He will bind us. And on the first day, he will revive us. And on the second day, he will lift us up together. So shall we be in his presence. There is a place for oneness. There is a place for togetherness. And one job of the Holy Spirit is to keep bringing us together. And when the church comes to the place of unity, then your Lord can come back for them. I'm talking about the place of unity in our faith. The place of unity in our doctrine. The place of unity in our lifestyle. This is my church. I don't enter any other church. That is my pastor. I don't listen to any other pastor. That is my leader. I'm not going to follow any other. Come on. That is the divisive means of the devil. But the devil is a liar. God is rising a church that goes beyond denomination and looks up to Jesus and looks up to Christ and say we look forward to our Lord. When I meet a Pentecostal, I've met a brother with one Lord. When I meet a Catholic, I've met a brother with one lord when i meet a methodist i've met a brother met a brother with one lord one language 
the division of the church is the weapon of Satan. Paul says something in 1st Corinthians chapter 5 verse number 5 a young man committed fornication with his father's mother and Paul heard it and wrote a letter to the Corinthian church he said that deal with that guy gather together as a church and pray and submit his flesh to Satan let, let Satan punish him and the church was happy and they called for a prayer meeting and that prayer meeting was to bring brother so so and so who has committed fornication to Satan for Satan to destroy his flesh and by 2nd Corinthians chapter 2 the Bible said that Paul was writing a second letter to the Corinthian church and he tells them that please I beg you forgive that young man forgive anybody who has offended for now I know the devices of the devil and he says that if we do not forgive less Satan will have advantage over us and now I know his devices therefore let the church forgive each other and when you look into the Greek meaning of the devices it means I now know the mental traits of Satan I now know the thought line the plans the evil purposes of Satan therefore let us begin to forgive give somebody a high five tell the person no division in this place no two-ness in this place we are one I forgive you forgive me we are one for we now know the devices we know the devices of the devil he said we are not ignorant anymore we are not ignorant of his devices the first letter I wrote I never knew it was Satan giving me the ideas. I thought it was the Holy Ghost. Until now, after some prayer, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me, I now understand that the letter I wrote was a wrong note. It was the mentality of Satan. I poured it as an epistle to you. How can you write the devices of Satan as an epistle to the church of God? But that is how divisive the enemy is. That is how wicked the enemy is. He can even let a pastor preach a sermon in the name of Jesus to the church. Ah, he can even let a pastor give a counseling. His counseling to the church in the name of Jesus. And sometimes the Holy Ghost can be so simple and quiet. When Paul was writing the letter that called the church and present the body of the guy to Satan, the Holy Ghost didn't speak until Paul sent the letter and they did it and the boy was suffering and the boy began to cry to his Lord that died on the cross for him. His Lord that bought his soul with his blood. And now the Lord Jesus came back and said Paul who are you to submit my servant my son to the devil who are you if you are a pastor that doesn't mean you should separate me from my son if you are a pastor that doesn't mean you should bring division to the church who are you Paul and Paul writes another letter and said I am now I'm now knowing the devices of Satan I didn't know that the first letter was of Satan I pray any wisdom of Satan in oppression in this church any devices of Satan in oppression in our families and in our lives we are rested by the fire of the Holy Ghost we crush it by the fire of the Holy Ghost we do not accept it we do not allow we know it doesn't matter how I explain to you 
and add my title to it. If I encourage you to break ties and do not love somebody, I am an, a devil advocate. Watch out for me because the Holy Ghost is for one thing that the brethren will live together in unity. The Holy Ghost is for one thing that oneness will remain. Hold somebody's hands and say, We cry for the spirit of unity. Hold it was say, We cry for the spirit of unity. Nothing must separate us. A prophet will make mistake on a radio. I will not go and correct him on a radio. Sir, I won't do that. We are one. We are one. We are the reason why our prophets are going before the Muslims to beg them. How can a prophet receive a prophecy from God? And he had to go and apologize for it. Because the people of God didn't stand behind him. So he's a mere man. And the same people are coming back to say, if you were a true prophet, you will stand by your word. They'll come back and say, if you're a true prophet, you will stand by your word. But that prophet needed a certain pastor who was famous to say, I support you. He needed a certain Christian to type at his Facebook page and say, Pastor, prophet, we are behind you. We know that God speaks to you. We know that it's a word of God. And as it has come, we will pray to change the mind of God. And we are churches and Christians. Why would they go and attack him in his church because the very people who has one Lord and one spirit with him turned against him. And you think Jesus is happy. You think that the spirit is happy when we are condemning the pastors and condemning the churches and condemning tithes and condemning the preaching of the word and condemning everything about Christianity. We don't even know what is right again in Christianity. Everything is under condemnation. Everything is under criticism and if you are a pastor you don't even know what to preach again because when you preach Christ, they say that you must prosper the church. When you preach prosperity, they say you are talking about money too much. When you preach about faith, they say Christianity is not all about faith. Where do we stand? Where? If a pastor works, he is not focused on the work of God. If he doesn't work, he is lazy. If a Christian comes to church, you are spending your whole time in church. If he doesn't come to church, so he is a carnal Christian. Where do we stand? If you pray in tongues, you are mad. If you don't pray in tongues, you are a carnal Christian. If you give offering, you are wasting your money. If you don't give offering, you are a miser. What? Where? Oh, Jesus. We pray for the spirit of oneness. We pray for the spirit of unity. We pray for a church that will avail themselves for the Holy Ghost. among each other. I wonder the Holy Ghost that is at work. Couples who don't talk to each other. I wonder the Holy Ghost that is at work in that family. Wonder the spirit. Paristas who don't talk to each other. I wonder the Holy Ghost you are ministering with. Pastors who are fighting each other. I wonder he is the spirit of unity and his job is one to bring the whole body of Christ into oneness. Then Jesus can come and pick us up. We are too scattered. We are too divided. We are too divided. Listen, some people will not read my book. Not because my book is not powerful. Because I'm not in his church. Because I'm not his pastor. Because his church has warned that don't read any other book. What kind of church are we raising? It doesn't matter how I preach. There is a Christian who will not listen because he's been loyal to a certain pastor. What kind of spirit is ruling the church? In heaven, we have no Roman Catholic, we have no Methodist, we have no Presby, we have no ICGC. We have saints, children of God. Children of God. The 
that's what we have. Jesus introduced the spirit of denominationalism, but we have allowed Satan to use it as a tool against us. When Jesus was about to feed the 5,000 people, the Bible said that he called a little child and took five loaves of bread and three fishes from the child. And I've already explained in my book, The Mystery of Godliness, that it has to do with Jesus having only the Holy Spirit. And we didn't have. And the father had to sacrifice what Jesus had for the whole world. Luke chapter 11 verse 10 and 11. The Bible says that which of you will not give your son bread if he asks for bread and would rather give stone? And which of you will give a serpent instead of a fish? How much more will your father who in heaven not give the Holy Ghost to them that believe? So he compares the Holy Ghost to bread and fish. So the little child carrying the Holy Ghost was Jesus having the Holy Ghost. But look at what Jesus did in Mark chapter 6. The Bible said he told them to sit down in fifties and in hundreds. Because the Holy Ghost is not an altar of confusion. And they sat in utterliness, fifties and hundreds. And he said, and it was a message to the end time church that there will be denominations and there will be different numbers. But you are all one. The same bread and the same fish will be given to you. In Methodist, is the same Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in Methodist is not older than the Holy Spirit in Presby. He's the same Holy Spirit. He's the same bread and fish that is being given to different denominations at the same time. Why have we allowed Satan to use a denomination against us? Jesus is coming for a church, not denominations. I will keep preaching this until I die. I want to see a church that can let go and be one. Let me close with it. Acts chapter 2, verse number 41. We cannot be divided. There is coming a time that I'll come to your house and eat. There is coming a time we can sit down and talk and it will not be pastor matter and member matter. It will be oneness in Christ matter. We are of the same breed, of the same blood, of the same spiritual genotype, of the same spirit, of the same body. They that gladly receive his word were baptized and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men. And as every man had need and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple breaking bread from house to house. I'm coming to your house this year. Did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily and they steadfastly continued in the apostles doctrine. He preached 3,000 souls were won and 3,000 people steadfastly continued in one doctrine. 3,000 people, one doctrine. And we all know their doctrine. And the Bible said, and they preach Christ. So 3,000 people search for one thing, only Christ. They continued in the apostles' doctrine. Am I here with the church at all? 
If the apostles had a doctrine, that doctrine is the same doctrine for the pastors and the prophets. And God expects all of us to come to one place, one doctrine, that is Christ Jesus. We preach one thing, Christ. We hear one thing, Christ. We talk one thing, Christ. We act one thing, Christ. Bible said he gave some apostles, some pastors, some evangelists that they may raise them into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son until they reach the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. One doctrine. Do you know what the Holy Ghost is doing? He's bringing the whole body of Christ in this world and he's leading us to one place, one doctrine, Jesus Christ. Hear me? Preaching, teaching, evangelizing must all end with one message. Prophesying must all end in one message. Jesus. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Christ. As the pastor demonstrates Christ, the prophet prophesies Christ. And the apostle works the power in Christ. And the evangelist preaches Christ. One doctrine. 3,000 people holding on to one thing. If you ask any of them, what do you believe? I believe in Jesus. I believe in the finished works of Jesus. I believe in the power of Jesus. Everyone you ask among the 3,000 people. And the Bible says that fellowshipping, fellowshipping. They didn't just go to church. They fellowshiped. They joined part. It was, it was called joint participation. Intercourse. A collection of contribution. They came for distribution, communication. A gift jointly contributed. They didn't just go to church. They went to fellowship. You know what unity is about. The strength is fellowship. We come to contribute. The gift God has in us. We contribute. One can sing. One can pray. One can teach. One can preach. One can prophesy. We contribute giftings. That is fellowship. The Bible said, and praying together. Praying. Do you know what? In our generation, we pray, but we are not one in prayer. We come to church for somebody to pray for us. We don't pray together. The Bible said when Peter was arrested, the church prayed to God on behalf of Peter continuously. When last did we meet in church and said we are not preaching, we are not doing worship, we are not doing anything. There is somebody in prison, we must pray until the person is released. There is somebody sick in the hospital, that is why we have gathered in church. We are going to pray until the person is healed. I'm talking about the unity of the spirit and it's going to happen this year. There's a day you will come to church and we won't do anything, we are going to pray for one person. <laughs> One person until we see results. One person. This has nothing to do with pray for yourself. A whole two hour service. And it's a fellowship and participation and contribution of our anointing and our power. Just to let somebody go scot free. Or just to let somebody release a blessing. God release a blessing over somebody. I pray may we catch this spirit of unity. He said in the breaking of prayer. They move from house to house. To break prayer. They act together. 
there was no bigness there was no status in this matter last time I was so pleased and I was so happy when we did the community day and our father and our mothers were eating together with us but they ate with us why? because of the oneness of mind and oneness of heart we don't care whether we are with our sons and daughters we will still eat with them I'm talking about a place we will reach where there is no anointing matter there is no level matter title matter we sit down and dine together why? because we are all children of God we break bread you see we are all eating
God with you. <laughs> he said, and the Lord, talking about the Spirit of God, added to the number. The Holy Ghost only functions where there is unity. He tries in the environment of unity. When we can join hands together, we are one. We are coming to your houses. Come to our houses. Let's sit down. Let's talk. Let's eat. Let's, there are times that we don't even have to talk about. Let's talk about your needs. What do you have need of? Let me try and find a solution. May we receive the spirit of unity. Do you know what happened? The Bible says that in the fear of all, their fear came upon everybody. How did fear come upon everybody? The Holy Ghost. Where there is unity, people fear. Do you know that with what Pastor Paul did, it will be difficult for anybody to go to him to talk about me negatively because they know he is one with me. Anybody talking about me, where there is Pastor Paul, the person will fear because he knows a church where there is division, people don't fear us. But if they know we are one and have one heart, if they are talking about Pastor Roe and Pastor Ken is coming, they will stop at once because they know these two people, they are one. Do you know why? Even when a Christian is preaching and mistakenly talks about a Muslim, he must go and apologize. They are one. But they keep insulting us every time. They insult Archbishop Duncan Williams and another church people become happy because they didn't talk about their pastor. So they insult Otabel and doesn't insult Bishop Duncan Williams. And I wouldn't say that is what exists. But Lighthouse people will be okay because they didn't talk about Bishop Duncan, but they talked about Dr. Otabel. Is a liar. I don't need to be in ICGC to have Dr. Otabel as my pastor. I don't need to be in Lighthouse to have Bishop Dakwad Moses as my pastor. He is a servant of the Most High. The Bible says that, and they walked in favor, and there were signs and wonders performed by the signs of the apostles. Signs and wonders. Where there is unity, miracles just happen. The people have just believed. They don't have the grace to work miracles. But they were one. And because of that, the apostles easily worked miracles. It is our division that might prevent certain miracles from ever happening in this church. But the devil is a liar. We shall be one. And everything we need will happen in this church. There is coming to come a time, eh? as I'm telling you this, to shock you. There's a day you come to church, you think you are coming to hear preaching. We, go, we are going to pray for one family, just one, one particular family. And we will pray for them and we, after that we share the grace. That is church. That is a fellowship of the spirit. Paul told the Corinthian church, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he said, are you not carnal where there is division among you? Some say I'm for Paul, some say I'm for Apollos. He said, are you not carnal? And I will treat you like children, babies. I will give you milk because of the division among you and the hatred and the strife. You don't deserve any matured word. I'll give you minor, minor word. He said, you are for Apollos, you are for Paul. But you don't know that I planted, Apollo watered. But the increase is of God. And he said that no other foundation can a man lay other than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. And every man shall build upon the foundation. And he that build gold shall receive a reward of gold. He that build out of his wood shall receive a reward of the wood. He that builds out of clay shall receive the reward of a clay. And he that builds with cotton shall receive 
a reward of a cotton. He said, every man's work shall be passed through fire. Grace Mountain will be passed through fire. Don't say I'm a good pastor until this church is passed through fire. Not until the judgment day and the whole ICGC is passed through fire. Don't say Dr. Otabel has arrived. Don't say Bishop Dak has arrived until the whole lighthouse is passed through fire. Paul say everybody's work will be passed through fire. The church. So Apollos was building. Paul too was establishing churches. Paul said, don't worry. This is not the time to build divisions. Wait until all of us, our works are passed through fire. And Jesus told the Laodicean church, he says that you, you are lukewarm. You are neither hot nor cold. Come and buy of me of pure gold. It means that they were a church that was not gold. They were probably cutting wool. And when they are passed through fire, they'll be bent down. And Jesus said, come and buy of me gold. Hear me very well. The greatness of a church is not in its size. It's in its quality. Are we of gold? Are we of stumble? Are we of wood? Are we of cotton? Who are we? That is a pastor. It's not the one with the convoy. It's the one with police escort. It's not the one with different suits. It's not the one with all kinds of privileges and all that. No! It's the one who has built a church of gold. Pure gold. Pure gold. Pure gold. People who are walking in the spirit of God. People who are of Christ. I will always say this. I know God will prosper you. I know God will prosper you. But my greatest desire is that Jesus will be fully formed in you first. It is only that way it can be a church of God. I pray that the spirit of unity by the Holy Spirit will come upon this church. I pray that the works of the enemy will fail. And I pray that you will have no way again in our lives for all the advantages he has had over our lives. We pray in the name of Jesus that he will fail and no more will we be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. We thank you, my Father, for today and the word you have given to your church. Let us rise up as one body. Let us rise up as one people with one voice with one language, with one mind, and let us stand together even unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, let the saints shout a big amen. Thank you for listening to Pastor Elvis Ajeman. Pastor Elvis is a dynamic teacher of the Word of God. He's an author, a passionate preacher of God's Word, with a desire of transforming lives in the power of the Spirit. His ministry is characterized by a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost, with accompanying signs, wonders, and uncommon miracles. He's the head pastor of Grace Mountain Ministry, located at Seven Days Junction, off the Achimota of Angkor Barrier, you can follow the ministry of Pastor Elvis Ajiman on any of his social media handles at Pastor Ajiman Elvis or Grace Mountain Ministries. Or you can call us on 0552-504-085 or 0548-003-360. God richly bless you.